You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. You know, uh, my friend Tony Cook put something on Facebook today, and I really liked it because he said this. He said, religion is trying to get God to man, but the gospel is God coming down to man. So the gospel is always true. And I may not have said that exactly right, but it's so cool because when, when you preach the gospel, there's only one gospel. There's a lot of religion, but there's only one gospel. How many you know God came down to man through the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? And, and many times, as, and that's the thing about it, is that in, in Ephesians chapter 3, God said that he wanted to show the devil and the world how great he is through you and I. Isn't it amazing how much confidence God has in you? Thank you for your overwhelming response. Amen. No, God has confidence in you. He said it's the church. See, because here's the thing. You know, I get, a, I get an end of days update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I get an end of days update from a good friend of mine. So he monitors all everything that's going on in Iran and the world and, and, in, and in, you know, in Israel and all these different things. And uh, it, it's just shocking at times to... To, to, to know what's going on and what's taking place because we're living in a time and we are living in the time right now. I mean, that there are so many crazy things going on that we see prophecy being fulfilled. We see so many things happening and it's not doom and gloom. That's, I'm not, there's no doom and gloom in that. I mean, that's exciting. When we get to lift up our eyes and we get to see from when, where you know, Jesus is coming and so that's exciting. It just means that we got the two-minute warning. Amen. We got the two-minute warning so we can head into the right direction. We can, you know, move and, and, and watch God do things. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I like sports. I like every kind of sports, and so I enjoy that. So for me, when it talks about two-minute warning or it's the last 30 seconds of the game, I want the ball in my hand. And if I'm the pitcher, I want to be pitching in the ninth inning with two outs, bases loaded, and us only up by one. I want to do that. I want to be the pitcher. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to be the one that has to deal with everything, whether we win or we lose. I like that. So I've never been one. You know, people say, well, I don't want anybody to see me. I've always wanted everybody, watch, I'm going to get this. We're going to win. And uh, so that's why I'm excited about the end time. I'm excited about what God is doing. And, uh, you know, and while he was just sharing a few things that were going on, we see this unfolding. Uh, but the reason I share that with you is because we need to continually crank it up. We need to stir it up. And the hardest thing for people to do is to keep stirred up. It's hard. It really is. You know why? Because there are a lot of spiritual drains. Heat is a spiritual drain. It's a physical drain, but it's, it's, it's a spiritual. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just hot. Just want to go in, sit in the lazy boy, let the AC come, drink your iced tea, and just say, thank you, Jesus. It's awesome. You know? But uh, hey, if you, have your, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12. I just want to stir you up. I want to kind of share with you how do you maintain the glow, or how do you stir up the gift of God? How do you stay filled? How do you stay fervent? The, you know, the King James Version says, be fervent in spirit, the scripture I'm going to talk to you. But I'm actually going to read a lot of scripture here in Romans uh, chapter 12. And I'm going to read it out of the New Living because it, it kind of gives a great narrative of what we need to do because of how we need to act. And I'm, and I'm still bringing everything to the time that we live in because right now, the greatest time to be alive. Amen? 
You know, people have asked, well, how come there's so many, like Mario Murillo's having such a great time in Rockland right now. Things are happening at Jessup College. Hundreds and hundreds of people are being born again. Thousands of people are there. And, 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 and people are saying, how, why are they? I mean, they're going out. It's hot. It's, it's not, not nice. Those things there. Because they're looking for someone to lead them and to give them an answer. They're looking for someone to give them hope. Amen. You know, the whole world is looking for someone to give them hope. Not in a brash way, not in a, in a braggadocious way, but in a way of strength, in a way of love that you're not walking by fear, that you're walking by faith, and that you know who you believe in, so you're excited about who you serve. Amen? So here in Romans chapter 12, let's read, begin reading in verse um, 9. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. That should be underlined. Everybody's bound. You know, the King James Version says, don't be slothful. We don't, most people don't know what slothful is, so they don't care. But this is, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. The King James Version says this. It says, be fervent in spirit. Amen. One trans- the Moffat's translation says, maintain the glow. There should be a glow about you. There should be a spiritual health about you. How many of you know that spiritual health is, is, is noticeable? It's detectable. How many of you know that faith is measurable? Thank you for your overwhelming response. But it is. See, your faith is, Bible says, we met, Bible says there's weak faith, there's strong faith, you know, uh, there's all kinds of things. But see, faith is measured, but so is your spiritual health. You're, how, 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 what's going on with you? Your spiritual health is uh, a detectable, or what it means is that we can see if you're as excited or as on fire as you used to be. Amen? How many, you know, I mean, what about Acts chapter 6? Acts chapter 6, when they had that dispute and murmuring, what did they tell them to do? Look ye out among ye and find ye seven men of honest report. Well, if honest report is, is detectable, they're honest, okay? Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. Honest report and full of the Holy Ghost. When people could detect, they knew who was honest and who was full. Just because you got filled once doesn't mean you're full now. Because just because you filled your car once, you drove it all around, honey, it needs to be refueled again. You need to get refueled. You need to get stirred up. You need got to continually go in and get refreshing. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Now, let's keep reading here as we go on here. Because he says this, serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. <clears throat> be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Now, we don't like this, but this is good. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. I love that. See, because he knows a Christian, you're not ordinary. Y'all are so excited tonight. I love this. As you can tell, I stirred myself up today. Stirred my, you know, I'm always pretty hyper, but I stir myself up, I get even more hyper. So uh, it, is, it is what it is, you know. But when you look at this, and he says, what, you, what is he talking about here? Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And he says, don't think you know it all. Amen. Then it says, dear friends, never take revenge. 
Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will repay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. You know, Paul right into the to the church or to the Roman Christians here and he gave a lot of great advice talking about how awesome God is but he was endeavoring to get them to realize hey you can stay for I mean Paul never once called himself a prisoner of Rome he always said he was a prisoner of the Lord I'm a prisoner of the Lord I'm in prison because the Lord wants me here <laughs> amen He didn't let prison get into him. He was in prison, but prison didn't get into him. He said, man, guess what's going on? I'm sending out letters. I'm sending out things. The gospel's going forth. There are great things that are happening. Amen? Now go with me if you go over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Y'all doing okay? I know. You know, it's hot. It's tired. It's comfortable in here. It's nice and cool. It's like, ah, pastor, don't get a little excited. It's all good. We don't want too much hot air going around. You be quiet, and I'll give all the hot air. How's that? Now, listen, getting home, why is it is important to stir, stir up the gift of God? You know, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God in you. Stir up the spirit of God in you. Because the Bible says that it's the strong spirit of a man that sustains him in times of trouble and of bodily pain. It's our strength of spirit. How do we have strength of spirit? You know, I mean, we see this because their spiritual drains. Worry is one of the biggest spiritual drains. Fear is another spiritual drain. Whenever you give in to fear, whenever you give in to worry, you're, you're poking holes in, in, in your spiritual gas tank. Amen. Believe it or not, doubt and unbelief. You know, when you, you're, you're doubting things or you have unbelief about things, it's, it messes you up. Amen. See, we go around, and here's just, just, just life can wear you down. Just life, just giving out and giving out. You can give out and give out, and if you don't ever put back in, then, you, you know, you, pretty soon you're going to run out of gas. You're going to run, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how come I ran out of gas, because you never filled up. You never put something in. Most people go to God and say, God, just give me $2. <sighs> well, that was nice back in the 40s, because $2, man, the gas was 10 cents a gallon. It filled it up. But now you don't even get a quarter of, you know, get a half a gallon of gas for $2, okay? You know, you, it's in trouble here. So, you know, you, you got to say, hey, you know, God, I want you to fill me up. I want it to be full. I want to be full reservoir, not an empty cistern. And I'm going to show you. That's actually in the Bible that tells us that's what we're supposed to be. Here in Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 15. And I'm going to read it to you out of the uh, New Living Translation, and I'm going to share it. Then I'm going to actually read it to you from the Passions Translation. I'm not a big Passions person, but I really like the way he said this, uh, the, the way he, he, the, he did this one. So, But here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, says this. says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Bible says, call no man a fool, but it just right here said, don't live like a fool. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. 
Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I want to read it to you out of the the, uh, Passions Translation. It says this, So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Notice it said, be careful how you live and don't live like those who have no understanding. Aren't you glad that we understand the signs of the time, that we know what's going on, that Jesus, come, the earth is going in turmoil, there's all kinds of things, and we've got to be raptured out of here. There's no sign in the word of God about the rapture, but there's so many signs about the second coming. So many signs. When I tell you I get an end of days update, it's because it's talked to me about all the things for the second coming, what's going to happen right after we get to check out of here. And those things are all in position. It's crazy. But it's, we can see it, you know, of what transpires. But what he's saying is we are living, he goes, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Aren't you glad that if you need wisdom, all you got to do is lift your voice and say, God, I need some wisdom. Because the Bible says in James, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all of us liberally, without a second thought. He gives to all of us liberally, amen? And we understand that, glory to God. We let that say, Lord, I need some wisdom, Father. Give me wisdom, hallelujah. And, and when you understand that, God wants to give us wisdom, and it's the wisdom that he has, which is far greater than the world's wisdom. We gotta quit trying to fix everything with our head. We need supernatural power, God. We need the supernatural power of God. We need the glory of God, Amen. We do. We need the power of God. We need the supernatural. We need God's giftings to, to take place. But we need to get full. One of the biggest things, when you get full, what happens when you get full? We're going to find out what happens when you're full. You've got some characteristics about you. And so that's how you find, how do I know if I'm full? Well, there's some good things we're going to look at here. But let me keep reading, okay? It says, and don't, don't live foolishly. Actually, no. We are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Verse 17. The verse 18. Don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture. Singing the psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Always give thanks to the Father for every person he brings into your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. Hallelujah. I like the way that it shares that because it lets us know that we are living in evil times, that we need to stir things up. Also, see, the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make real to us what is already real for us by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he's trying to do, the Holy Spirit's always trying to reveal Jesus to us. He's always trying to reveal who we are in Christ. Amen. What we have, what is ours legally so that we can vitally get united to the vine. We can vitally take a hold of it. Hallelujah. Amen. And here's the, you know, you've heard me say this for years. When something's real to you, it's never old. When something's real, it's never old. Hallelujah. Which means when something works and something's real, it's like, hey, glory to God, I can hang on to this. I can grab a hold of this. I can, I can 
you know, not let anything uh, uh, draw me back. I can get this. I can get full. But you notice what he said in the King James Version here when it talks about verse 17. He said, you know, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Then it says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. And submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Amen. So, you know, that's those verses there, 17, 15, down through there, the King James Version. And the reason I share that is because God said there were some things that we could take hold of. There were some characteristics that we have. And we can see. Because how you know you can get around? I told you, we, we had a chance to go to a meeting one time just recently. And, uh, you know, I went there going, man, I'm going there going, wow, I want to get there. And I'm just going to get fed. It's going to be great. I want to get around all these folks. I'm just, I, just need, I just need a shot in the arms. At least that's what I thought I needed. But when I got there, I found out I was the shot for everybody else. I found out God directed it. All of a sudden, it's like, man, you're, I said, well, you know, and I just tell them what God was doing. I just tell them what. And when I got there, it was like, everybody was like, man. And I got, and then I, God used me to give a word of knowledge to somebody. God used me to share with this person. God, and I was like, and then when I got done, and we were, you know, we, we came coming back, and I was really disappointed. I was really, you know, I was really disappointed because I thought, well, Lord, why did we go? I mean, I wanted to get blessed. He said, well, didn't you get blessed? I used it. I said, I did. That's all good. But I, I just, you know, I was looking, you know, for something. He said, hey, aren't you glad that God you know, stirs you up? How did he, because you can, you can know your spiritual health and sort of, that you're going to be. There are times when you need to get, get somebody doing it, but there's other times God wants to use you. Amen. I found out I wasn't near as depleted as I thought I was. Amen. And I, you know, because of the word of God, it's because of what God was doing, what God has done, you know. See, because here's the key. You know, most every, we went because everybody was just, they were all thinking about opening up their churches. They were all thinking about doing this, how they were going to get 25% of them in their churches. And we've been open for, you know, since last May, we've been open a whole year. So we were actually a whole year, you know, eight months ahead of everybody, because we just were ahead. And I thought, I thought there was more crazy people like me. There is. I just, not, not in the group that I was talking to. But, you know, and so we've been having fun. So I was just like, hey, but I was thinking, man, it'd be good to get this. But obviously, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I want to read you a scripture too here about the, the, the passion says about Romans twelve eleven, and I want to read this to you because I like the way it says it too. It says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. It says, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot, radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with the excitement as you serve him. Such a joy to serve the Lord. You know, so many people say, well, I'm just waiting on God. Well, listen, if you're going to wait on God, be like a waiter and serve. I said, if you're waiting on God and you're sitting in your chair, you're not waiting. Because waiting on God is not sitting. Waiting on God is serving. Yeah. 
Waiting on God is saying, all right, God, I'm going to keep going. You're going to direct my steps. You're going to show me what to do. This is what we're going to go. Hallelujah. I want to do this. Why? Because we need to stir up the gift of God. Notice that it says in Ephesians chapter 5 that we need to be speaking to ourselves, the King James Version says, or we need to be speaking to one another because that's what Colossians 3.16 says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you know that when you get full, you got a song even if you can't sing? Amen. When you get full, you sing. When you get full, there's just a song. There's a joy. There's something. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, if you lost your joy, you lost your song. You know, when things happen, I can remember when, when God turned things around in my life, I remember one person coming up to me and says, man, pastor, I am so glad you got your laugh back. And I knew exactly what he meant. And it was precious. Because it was, he was right. He had right, you know. Because I laugh all the time. You know, and each one of my laughs means something. So, there's, you know, it depends on what. But I just do. I laugh. And when I laugh, when I really laugh, my hope, I mean, I just, I, everybody laughs usually because it's a contagious <laughs> laugh. You can hear that laugh. You know, it's, it's, it's unique to me. That's just the way it is. But that's okay. That doesn't matter. And it's just like when you're full, you sing and worship and you don't care. You know, I mean, every time that, you know, usually every Wednesday night when we go back home, we, we turn this on and we listen, watch the whole service again, because she wants to see how good she did in worship. And, I, you know, I really don't want to see how bad I did in this. But the key is, is that every time I get up and I sing with her. Now, I didn't do that tonight, praise the Lord, so we can watch this one. It's going to be good. But so, <laughs> anyway, usually I get up and I join in and then I hear me singing and I get so embarrassed by listening, my gosh, why do you embarrass yourself? But I do it every time because I like to worship God. And I don't care how I sound because I'm not singing for you. See, my voice is not supposed to be recorded. Hers is, mine's not. <laughs> you know, it's to be recorded when I talk, but not anything else there. Hallelujah. See, one of the things, the problem that we have is that we don't stay in the presence of God long enough and let God. It's time. Let God refresh us. Let God stir our hearts. Hallelujah. Let him just stir it up on the inside of us. We need to continually be being filled, but you got to speak to yourself. And you got to speak to yourself in what? In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. A psalm is just a spiritual poem and an ode. It's simply, we got a whole book of 150 of them. They just David did something. That's why David was the apple of God's eye. That's why David was always just full, because he always knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. He would encourage himself in the Lord. You know, folks need to learn how to encourage themselves in the Lord. That's why they let tragedy, people let things that come in, tragedies, wipe them out because they don't know how to go back out of tragedies and inquire of the Lord. Isn't it amazing with David? He's out fighting, doing what he believes God's called him. They come back, they're tired, and they see their whole village, Ziglag, is completely burned. They get there, all of their wives are gone, all their stuff's gone, and the men say, David, it's all your fault, we're going to kill you. That's a great time to be. What does David do? He doesn't turn around and start arguing. Wait a minute, I lost all my stuff too. What are you going to... He turns around and he goes, and the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And he prayed to God. He said, Lord, what do I do? What are we going to do? He said, what are we going to do? Do I go after him or do I just let him go? What? What? Because he wants the will of the Lord. Now, all of us are like, dude, let's go get them. You don't even know where they went. Amen? But, praise God, 
You know, we, we see David, and the Lord says, go get them and you'll recoup all. Well, David comes back and says, hey, come on, stop thinking you're going to kill me. Let's just all go together. Let's go get it back. And there was a whole bunch of folks that couldn't go. He said, that's okay. You guys are all too tired. You just stay by the stuff. Those of us that are strong, we're going to go. Their spiritual strength was back. You know, David didn't beat up on anybody that didn't have spiritual strength. They couldn't make it. They were all had to be by the stuff. But those that could go went. They got everything, brought everything back. Now all the guys that came, came back, they said, hey, those guys that didn't go, they can have their wives, but we get all this stuff. And David said, no, no, that ain't going to happen. Now we went out because we could go, because we were stronger. We did it. But they're going to get all their stuff back and their wives. Everybody's going to get what they have because they that buy the stuff get the same reward as those that went. Amen? But see, God wants us to have spiritual strength. And we need spiritual strength now because there's some things in life that we're not supposed to go through just naturally. You can't go through it naturally or you will be defeated. Remember what I said? People let tragedies wipe them out. People let what happens in their life because this didn't go right or that. And it stops them from receiving the things of God because they don't know how to feed their spirit. They don't know how to build their, their faith up. They don't know how to walk in the line with the word of God. They don't know how to get their song back. But that's what the Bible says. The Bible declares what, what, what we need to have here. Amen? In fact, go to, go to Jeremiah chapter 2. Y'all doing okay? I'm having fun, so hey, praise God. Jeremiah chapter 2. I'm preaching myself happy one more time. It's all good. And I don't know how this is going to be in the New Living, so that's why I'm looking forward to... I forgot this afternoon when I was reading it to see exactly what it would say, but this ought to be interesting, so I'll get to hear it too. <laughs> it's actually really good. Anyways, I want to read it to you out of, out of uh, King James Version or the New King James. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. He says this. He said, My people have changed their glory for that which does not profit... Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed out for them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The New Living Translation says this. Has a nation ever traded its gods for new ones? Even though they are not gods at all, yet my people have exchanged their, exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at this thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. You know, what we do and what we've done, Israel blew it. I mean, you know, God's like the heavens are astonished, everything. Because what they did is they thought, okay, we need to make God's work. We need to get something that we can touch, taste, and see. Amen. And the reason that people are searching and running to all these different things is because the church hasn't stayed on fire. 
Amen. We have. We're going to because you can't come here. You're either going to either I'll make you mad, glad, or you're going to leave. One of the two. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's just crazy. It's just not going to be because I'm going to stir up your heart, you know, because I'm going. No matter what I'm doing, it I'm going to, you know, just do whatever because uh, I'm not a maintenance person. See, I told you I'm not a maintenance person. Got to hire a gardener. Amen. Inside joke there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But uh, you know, it says that, they, that they, they hewed out for themselves empty cisterns or cracked cisterns that can hold no, no water at all. Now, you may not, all you city folks probably don't even know what a cistern is. It's a thing that they, they dug a thing up and, and it made a, a, a pond or, or up at some place where the water can flow down. And usually there's a spring or whatever, but that's where the cistern is, where it's the well is of the water and it can come flow down to where, uh, you know, people have water and they can have things and it's usually gravity fed and stuff. But it's a cistern, it's a pond. It doesn't have anything in it, you know, and many times they just, it just is something that can become stagnant. And God doesn't want us to be empty cisterns. He wants us to be full reservoirs. He wants us to be overflowing so that when they open the dam, the waters can come out and it can be a, it can generate energy. It can generate electricity and it can be a blessing as it flows down to everywhere it goes. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be ready to dump on everybody. Amen. We are. We're just supposed to be able to just to dump it out and dump on everybody. Glory to God. The love of God. And we're not doing this because we think we know it all or we think we are, but we know the truth. We know the answer. It's Jesus Christ. We know that he's coming. We know that we've got to let people know, listen, there's hope. There's hope in all this. Yeah, the world's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse, but the church is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. God's going to take care of the church. Amen. God's going to take care. No matter what, God's going to take care of the church. Amen. Glory to God. Now go back to Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. I just wanted to share that with you because in one sense, I want you to know God doesn't want you to be the way you are. He wants to fill you up full and overflowing. And I know people, there's enough people around. There's always enough wet blankets around to put the fire out, but that's okay. What you got to do is you got to be able to go, okay, now that they did, you got to go back and get refried. Come back. You got to keep burning no matter what if anybody else. Hallelujah. You've got to keep stirring up the gift of God on the inside. Like I said, the very first thing is you've got to speak to yourself. If you can't be your, fa- your, your, your most favorite preacher, you're in trouble because you've got to be able to speak to yourself. You've got to encourage yourself. You've got to do what they You've got to encourage yourself. Lord. You've got to speak to yourself. You got, and you've got to speak the word. Because faith's going to come by hearing the word, you know, and hearing and hearing. What happens is, is that it's going to give you something. One of the first things it's going to give you, when you start speaking to yourself, it's going to bring boldness on the inside. You're going to get a bold testimony. Notice I said a bold testimony. Nobody can steal your testimony. Remember the blind guy? He gets in front of there, and, and they're questioning him. How did this, you know, we know that Jesus is a sinner, and how you, and the blind guy looks at him and says, hey. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. He said, but one thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. You can't take that away from me. See, nobody can take your, you get a bull. You say, listen, you know, I was lost and now I'm found. Glory to God. I was sick and now I'm healed. Hallelujah. You know, I was confused and now I'm not. I was depressed and now I have joy. Y'all can do what you want to do, but I'm going to stay over here. It's fun. It's, it's awesome. It's, I'm going to stay on this side. See, what happens, you've got to learn to speak to yourself, and you've got to learn to have that song on the inside. Speaking to yourself in Psalms is just encouraging yourself with the scriptures. It's just stirring yourself up. And then songs, you know, all of us, you know, we're not given to song, and we may not write songs. We may not know things. But you know what? 
just letting God speak through you and you just having a song in your heart. Whether it's another song that he just stirs you up or or something that, that connects with you. I've got several songs that connect with me. That when I hear them, some of them, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, two or three of them are hymns because I grew up in, in church. But then I have some spiritual songs that people did. They got them right there by the message and, and God gave them to them supernaturally. But they, I was there in the service and when they got them and they sang it out there, it just branded in my heart. I, I, and the song was there. And when I sing that song, everything flows back to me. It's awesome. I love that. It changes things. Why? Because there's a song. Amen. See, first of all, you got to speak to yourself. Second thing is you should have a song. Sing. Lift your voice and praise it. God loves a joyful noise. So who cares? You may sound like a donkey brain in a tin barn at midnight, but we don't care. Hallelujah. You know, all of my life I've been told to shut up. I have. My mom, everybody, because I always talking, always saying, always doing, always humming. My motor's running all the time. You can ask my wife. She's like, you're running again. Your motor's running. I said, what? You're humming. You're doing it. You know, that's why when my grandson got in the car and he didn't, he didn't shut up, he didn't stop making noises, he didn't, man, I wanted to just, what are you doing? But then I realized he just like his grandpa. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wow. Now I don't know how my daddy felt when I was sitting in the car. You know, it's awesome, you know, but uh, it's cool, you know. But not only that, not only that, you're not only going to have that attribute of of speaking and singing, but you're also going to have an attitude that you want to give God thanks all the time. You're just thanking God for what he's done, thanking God the Father for all those things there. Thank God for what he's done in our lives, amen? You just got an attitude of thanksgiving. Why? Because God's done so much for you and he continues to do it. Aren't you glad? See, all of us have had difficult times. All of us have had things. And what we have to grab a hold of is to know how do we deal with it? How do you deal with spiritual blows? You know, one love, one dies. You know, it's, it's, it's so sad that during any kind of holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, you know, uh, you know, more people commit suicide around all of these wonderful holidays because of something that happened in the past. Crazy. But they allow what has something that has taken place instead of taking that hurt and turning it around and, and letting God get glory through that, they allow the enemy to defeat them and beat them up. All of us, you know, I mean, have had situations and things when things have happened. Amen. But glory to God, we don't need to let that hold us back and stop us from going on with what God says. Amen. We need to take hold of the word of God here. I mean, see, when you get this, you have a giving of thanks. No matter what circumstance you're going to, you maintain a heart of thanksgiving and praise to God. And you're not praising God because the bad thing happened. You're not thanking God that this dead person died or this happened or you got robbed or this. No, but what you are thanking God is you're saying, God, thank you that you're going to meet and supply all my needs. Thank you you're going to heal this brokenhearted. Thank you that you're going to get me through this. Thank you, Father, because your hand is upon me. Glory to God. I may not understand. I may think that you even caused it, but though you slay me, yet will I trust you just like Job said. See, because that's having faith in God. Amen. See, when you do the word of God, it changes everything. Hallelujah. And isn't it amazing that it said the last part of Ephesians chapter 5 when it says, you know, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, when, when, you, when you do that, glory to God. Hallelujah. 
you know, we, 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 we see things that we can come together and we submit one to another. You're not so hard to get along with. When you're full, you're a lot more happier and you're a lot more easy to get along with. That's how we know a lot of you, you ain't full. <laughs> I mean... I know me, and I can be, when I get a little stressed, and when I get things, and I can be a little sharp. You know, we were talking about things. She said, you're just a little bit stressed. I said, I ain't stressed. <laughs> I got things on my mind. I'm thinking about things. <laughs> but uh, no, she was right. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm And you know, the only way to get rid of stress is fun. Sorry, don't get spiritual on me. Listen, I am on the San Joaquin Area Critical Incident Stress Team. We call it support team now because nobody likes that word stress. We had to get, you know, that's bad. We tell people they're stressed because then they get more stressed because I'm not stressed, like I said. But you're a little stressed. So we're going to support that you're not stressed, but let's just support you. So we have to say it that way. So we know how people can get stressed and you have to diffuse the situation and you have to try to get them to be able to cope with things. But really, truly, the only way to deal with stress, to really deal with stress, is to have fun. And most Christians don't know how to have fun. Amen. They just don't know how to, you know, of course they think fun's, but you've got, you got to learn how to have fun. How do you because not only does God want you to have this fantastic, bold testimony, now he wants you to have this speaking to yourself, singing, and he wants you to be able to, to give it a heart of thanksgiving, submission, and, and know that you begin to be able to get along here. But he wants you, you know, to understand that once you are doing these things, it's simple obedience to him that changes your life. I mean, it's like the old song says, trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And we make it hard. We make it so hard to stay filled. We make it so hard to, get, to be built up. We make it so hard, and yet it's just the word of God. It's just taking the word of God and believing what God says and stirring ourselves and then begin to say, this is who I am. This is what God I have a teachable spirit. I have a submissive spirit. I'm allowing God hallelujah, to touch my life, and I believe what he said is true, so I'm going to quit being mad at me. And I'm going to be quit being disappointed with me. And I'm going to quit being mad at God. And I'm going to be quit being disappointed with God. I'm going to quit being mad at people. And I'm going to quit being disappointed with people. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Because when we hits us, we don't want to. We want to hold grudges. But when you are obedient to God and you consecrate yourself to God, you're not allowed to hold grudges. I'm glad we only got four minutes left. I got a lot more to share. Y'all are in trouble. I just keep burying you. I'm not trying to bury you. Y'all at home, you're shouting on the couches there. Come on. Maybe you don't see. <laughs> no, it, it's, here it is. God wants us as, as spirit-filled people to, and as people that are, that are filled with the spirit, when I say filled, that God is your source, that there's, there's a hunger, there's a desire, there's a love, there's a, there's a joy, there's a peace, there's something. Man, you're just excited about what God is doing. What is God doing in my life? This is what you acknowledge that he's doing it. And that you have this bold testimony. You have this incredible obedience to, to you want to serve God. You want to, and you have a consecration that God is the one and the reason that you're doing because it changes your life. 
And everybody out there needs to see that. They, they just need to, and not in a braggadocious way, just in a confident, hey, this I know because this is my testimony. This is my testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, I want to be like a sponge full of water that wherever you push me, man, the word of God comes out. The love of God comes out. You know, no matter what you do, no matter how much I get squeezed, glory to God, thanksgiving's coming out. Everything's coming out of me, touching lives. Because that's what he wants to do. Now, how do we do that? We take the word of God. We got to speak to us. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and say, dude, you don't look too good. I mean, look at you. You look like, you know, you look like terrible things are happening. I mean, you look like, you know, your best friend died. You know, your mother-in-law's coming to live with you for your lifetime. You're all in trouble. We need to figure this out, you know. I got that one from Brother Hagin. That was the most comical thing. I thought, I wouldn't be the worst thing, but that must have been the worst thing. He must not like his mother-in-law. But anyways, uh, but, you know, when you say that, because wherever it looks, yeah, but you don't understand what's going on. You know, No, I don't. All, all of us have tests and trials. All of us have things. But what we have to do is don't let that get in you. Don't let that stop you from worshiping God. Don't ever let what's wrong with you or wrong in your life stop you from worshiping what's right with God. Always take it and change it and turn it around and say, no, wait a minute. I got to speak to myself. I got to speak to me. Amen. You got to stop and say, because, you know, we were sharing this today, talking about things. When you live and when you think that it's your fault, why something happened, you beat the snot out, you're defeated in it. Or if you think God let you down, you mean, you're living in a place of bondage. You are living in a place of how do I, I mean, if, you know, I mean, what do you do when you think God's your enemy? You lose. Period. Amen? So you got to stop and say, wait a minute, God's not my enemy. He's the one I've got to run to. He's the one I've got to get to. He's the one I've got to go to his word. I've got to let his word heal me. I've got to go to that word and say, God, you've got to heal me. You've got to show me. I need to know. And the wonderful thing about God is he'll show you. He'll, t- he'll tell you. Amen? He'll show you things to come. He'll show you what to do. You ask of him. You desire. He will tell you exactly what you need to hear. And you'll start, and then you begin to build yourself up. Say, okay, now I'm going to take the word of God. Okay, now that I've forgiven myself, now I've, you know, I'm not mad at God anymore. God and I are, are doing good. Okay, God, now I need to strengthen myself. All right, now you need to start saying about yourself what God says. See, meekness, and when you're meekness, you're teachable, is you start declaring, okay, Lord, you said, hallelujah, that your word is so good. Your word has come down. It's a light unto my path. You said that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't know. I know that I'm born again. I know that I have joy and peace because that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. So I need to start drawing up some joy. I mean, I need to start drawing things up, drawing up what God says. Amen? I need to start speaking words of life over me. No matter if anybody else isn't, but I got to do it. I got to speak. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You got to preach to yourself. You got to stir it up because we need to be full. Just like when we went to that meeting, I, I thought, man, I'm at the man, I'm going, I, I need this. I need this. And when I got there, I realized I had more than everybody else. I mean, I, I had more. I mean, everybody was like, oh, everybody's running to us and running to us. I'm like, oh, wow. They've all been held in bondage this year because of what had transpired. And I haven't. I've been preaching, I've been sharing, I've been studying, I've been shouting the victory. God's been doing great things. They've all been like, oh my gosh, you know? They're all chomping at the bit to preach. 
I'm like, glory to God, I'm preaching too much. I have to you know, do in front of TV, do this. But you know, when God spoke to her after, it's like, you know, thank God we were there. Thank God that we were able to do that. And we're not bragging on us because I thought I was depleted and realized we weren't depleted. I mean, we were, but not as much as them. It's true. Amen? But I learned a secret. Because people, remember I tell you, people always ask me, but I learned a secret. See, the secret is, is that God's word will always bring life. And if you need to eat, this is faith food. This is spiritual food. This will make you, this will get you strong. This will get your faith up. This will, this will make you strong in the things of God by the word of God. You just take the word of God, believe the word, but you got to speak the word of God because that's how you get strong in your spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and love you. Lord, I just thank you. I just trust that I just stir up the gift of God in them. You just stirred it up in me. You stirred it up in me, stirred it up in me. I said, come on, it's the strong spirit of a man that sustains him in times of trouble and in bodily pain. Strength of spirit, strength of spirit. Hallelujah. Speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our heart to the Lord, giving thanks. Giving thanks unto our Father. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you tonight. I just thank you, not only for these that are here, but for those that are watching. Father, I ask for times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. Let it rain. Father, fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven that just stirs us up. Fresh oil from heaven. Hallelujah. That every time we come together, there's an open heaven. There's, your presence is here. And Lord, if there's those that have come that need, a, need, that need refreshing tonight, they need a touch from God highlighting their lives. Lord, you're no respecter of persons. And right where they're sitting right now, right where they're at, hallelujah, they can just have a downpour. They can just, the Holy Spirit just move and manifest. They can just receive all that you have. They can, those that are watching, Father, your presence can come into their living room. Your presence can come into their car. Your presence can come into wherever they're at, their bedroom, wherever it is. Let your presence just engulf them. Let your presence just come down that they know that you love them so much, that you want to fellowship with them. You want to refresh them. You want the strength. Father, give them a word in due season. Lift up the word of God. Let a scripture rise from within them. Fresh oil from heaven. Hallelujah. Touching their lives. Lord, we desire that. This is a place of an open heaven. This is a place where love is. This is a place where the word of God goes forth, uninhibited. Hallelujah. Father, this is a place where the spirit of God can move. We honor you for that. We thank you for it, Father. We believe that, and we just stir up the gift of God within us. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you and praise you. Your hand, your hand. Hallelujah. Your hand. Your hand, your plan. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're doing it. You're doing it. Father, just times of refreshing. I just want you to refresh them right now. Hallelujah. Let them know that you're not, you know where they're at. You know where they're at. Hallelujah. You know where they're at, and they know where they're at with you, but you know where you want them to be, and you know how full you want them to be. Hallelujah. So, Father, thank you that you fill them full. Hallelujah. Freshness. 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 Hallelujah. Father, give them a fresh mind. 
fresh thoughts. Hallelujah. Give them a fresh voice, a voice that will declare to themselves, hey, I can speak. Hey, I can declare what God's doing in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, give them a fresh vision. Give them a fresh vision. Show them that the future is so much better than the past and the future is so much brighter. There's so many things that they're going to go and come out of what's taking place. Give them a fresh vision. And Father, give them fresh feet. Give them fresh feet. How, how gr- glorious, how wonderful is the feet of them that preach the gospel. How, how wonderful their feet shod with the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Let them give them fresh feet to share the life of God with those that are around them. Let them know that there is power in the presence of the Lord that's on the inside. Lord, that's my heart. That's my cry. Because you've called Harvest Bible Church into being. You've set us here. You've called us to be a voice that declares your glory, a voice of faith, a voice of power, and a voice of peace. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father. I love you, and I praise you for it now. And Father, those that may be watching that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they may not be right with God. They need to get right with God. And if you're watching or if you're here and you need to get right with God, what that simply means, how do we mean by right? It means you know that if you died today, you'd make heaven and miss hell. That you know that if you, if you had to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, you could know why he would let you into heaven. And you also would know that, oh, I want to finish my course. I want to bring something to the Lord to let him know that I've lived on the earth. Hallelujah. And if you don't know that, you need to know that. Hallelujah. God loves you. He cares for you. That's what it's all about. It's about knowing Jesus Christ. And the way that you get to know him, the way that you make Jesus the Lord of your life is you've got to believe in your heart and you've got to say something with your mouth. You've got to confess him as Lord and you've got to receive him to as many as receive him. You've got to receive him. The whole world believes in Jesus. They think he was some person in there. But to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior is the only way to get to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Hallelujah. So, Father, thank you for that. Thank you for all that are here. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.